Uh, start with the nugget this morning. You're going to find as uh, you go through this, as we go through this morning, you're going to find numerous nuggets here. But this is the one we, we start off with today. Make no small plans. Make no small plans. For they have no capacity. Wow. Make no small plans, for they have no capacity to stir your soul up, or stir up your soul. Make no small plans, for they have no capacity to stir up your soul. You've got to have something that really gets you going. That like the alarm clock in the morning, right? Supposed to get you going. Don't hit the snooze. Did you hit it this morning? Because I never heard it. Did you? What, the snooze? I didn't hit the snooze. Did the alarm go off? Of course it did. Okay. It's right by his ear. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just thank you, Lord, that we look to your word. You give us great insight and inspiration, Father God, for this coming year in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I give a scripture that goes along with your... Nugget? Yeah. Okay, she's going to give a scripture nugget. All right. Ephesians 3. Praise God. Let's look at him at verse... Look at him. Let's look at verse 16 out of the Amplified. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make, your permanent, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love that you may have the power to be strong and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience that love, which is the breadth and length and height and depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far passes mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through your being unto all the fullness of God, may the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power, is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly, far above, far over and above all that you dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Pastor's nugget is, make no small plans for they have no capacity to stir up your soul. Think big. Amen. Think as big as and as, as high and as much as you can. I, when I was a kid, a child, I got, my mom thought it was really horrible, or I guess um, 
to lock me in my bedroom and we had a clear view of the ocean all the way down past the lighthouse. I enjoyed being in my room. I, I can sit and look at the ocean all, all the time and I would sit there and I would begin to just dream and imagine. I wasn't a born again believer but the things that I could imagine I'd put all my dolls and stuff up there and I'd start teaching them. So God knew in my heart that someday I would teach, but don't, don't stop with the little stuff. Don't, don't make small plans. Make great plans. Because he, he wants to bless you super abundantly more than you could ever dare ask, think, or imagine. Let your imagination go f as far out as you can along with the Word of God because he, he has given you the word and the opportunity to think through the mind of Christ. Start thinking out there outside of the box like you never have before. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, darling. Okay. Do you have great plans for 2016? Do you have a purpose in mind? A purpose in your heart that comes from a vision that inflames your heart? Now, I just want to drift a little bit here. That children's church was an empty box mainly, but uh, someone had a vision for it. They want to put a boat up. We've got a boat. Then they want to put a whale on the wall. The whale got on the wall. Then they want to put a tomb up there. Uh, that tomb was built. And and then we had someone come along and put the rocks on it and just, I mean, the place is fabulous. That's a vision. Plus the paint. <laughs> the real vision. But it, it all, it all, it's all coming together. You forgot Jonah. Yeah, well, Jonah, there, I mean, every, everything was just put, the, I mean, you walk in there and you're seeing someone's vision. Everybody had a little, little well, it's a full vision, but then people put their, their imprint on it. Their gifting. Their so, talents. glory to God. Now, that, that was, someone's heart was inflamed with that vision. I don't think it's over yet, uh, but we'll see. Or do you simply live uh, your life because you wake up every morning knowing that you will again have to endure another subnormal day? Are you inflamed with a vision or just get up? Uh, it's another day. We need to have a vision for our lives. Dreams to reach for and goals to accomplish. Amen. As we develop vision, we discover a purpose in our lives. If we lack vision, there is a void in a life. That means there is no life. Wow. You know what there is when, when you lack it? Just the humdrum every day, another day. It's not God's plan for us. Vision gives significance. Vision gives value. Vision gives meaning to our very existence. As believers, we need to seek God's vision for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11, we've looked at that numerous times, but you can turn there. It says, uh, Jeremiah 
29, 11. For I know thy thoughts, that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. What? Something? A reward for your vision. Glory to God. And let's also back up a little bit to the book of Psalms. And find Psalms 138. That's Psalms 138. Psalms 138, and it's the last verse, number 8. It reads, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. And who created you? You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation. So he's not going to forsake the workings of his hands. You're a miracle going someplace. Amen. God's, pardon me? Okay. God's vision to us will be strategic, inspiring, exciting, and challenging. Amen. Wow. Think about some of these things. Now, with that thought in mind, I want us to go to the book of Proverbs. And find chapter 29. That's Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. Verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's how far as we want to go at this point. Where there is no vision, people perish. Now the word vision here can also refer to God's word. The word vision here can refer to God's word. With that thought, let's read it that way. Where there is no word of God, people perish. Not having God's word we certainly would be handicapped and bound. Not able to comprehend or choose the proper direction. Vision is not an, an ambition. Ambition means what a man desires to become in his life. A vision is what God created you to be Amen. and to become. Amen. See, God visioned you. He said, he formed you in the womb and he envisioned you to be great, to accomplish great and mighty things. You're special. Now, people generally fall into two categories. Okay. Reactionary. Number one, reactionary. This individual reacts to situations and circumstances around them. And the second person is a visionary. He relies on visions and dreams and goals to take him further into, into life. Who are you this morning? Do you, do you react to everything or do you have vision? Hmm. Do you have everything? Mm, 
Not yet. Okay. Do you ever put do you ever put things off until tomorrow? Well, some people dropped their heads on that one. Do you wait for the perfect time and the perfect conditions before undertaking a challenge? Hmm. Have you lost your ability to dream? Have you lost your vision? In all situations, it's time to reclaim and recapture your ability to dream and have visions. Amen. Reach those goals this year. Amen. Now, do you realize the value of your dreams and visions? Dreams and visions breathe vitality into life. Amen. I mean, when you have a, a, a dream and vision about something, well, you, you are... You got some life in you. All of a sudden, you, you got a spark in you. You're wanting to do, do that which the vision is showing you to do. Amen. Amen. You focus on the positives instead of the negative past or a pessimistic future. You will always rise to greater heights with a positive view. Amen. There's a nugget. The Bible tells of men and women who made an investment in their dreams and were abundantly blessed. Vision defines what is really important to you. Okay, listen and take heed here now. Investment is required for any dream or vision or goal to be accomplished. You have to invest something. Webster's Dictionary for uh, uh, the definition of investment. To spend time and effort with great expectation, with great, oh, pardon to spend time and effort with expectation of great achievements. Are you invested this morning? Hmm. A dream, vision, or goal without the cost of investment is the sluggard's way of doing things. The result ends in zero. The investment of time is sowing for the future in gathering of the harvest. That dream, that vision, that goal. Vision can make the impossible possible because God gives it to you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You got anything there yet? She's wondering. Okay. I will. This improves vision. This improves self-image. It gives that person or gives you a fresh, new excitement about your dreams, visions, and goals. Wow. You've got to be excited when you're, in, you're invested. Unfortunately, time is something that 
people rarely give. This includes far too many Christians in this grouping. The worst effect or effects are to be found in the spiritual realm. We don't give any time there. We neglect that spiritual time. And that's the important time. That's where the visions come from. People don't lose heart because of circumstances or situation. It's because they've lost their vision. I'm never going to make it. They're always picking somebody else. Always be on the second and third string. You can't do that. You got to see yourself as number one. You're the next person up. Amen. And when you get that opportunity, you'll go up like that rocket while ago. Amen. I hope you did hear the rocket. Did you hear it? Or you felt the rumbling of it. I should have. We need to go up. Amen. Vision makes you go up. You rise to occasion. Dreams and visions come before great achievements. Dreams and visions come before great achievements. With time invested, the success rate will rise and increase. The more time you put into your vision, it will rise and increase. You'll have success. You must separate yourselves from the crowd. The crowd is nothing but negative. You are not common. Your vision is not common. It's given of the Lord. You are a special person. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Okay, prayer is critical to vision development or implementation. Prayer is critical, critical to vision development and implementation. So people of vision must exercise their prayer life. That's right. Whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah. Prayer involves praise and exalting the Lord. Psalms 100. Looking at verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. The promise he has for you will endure. You, you should not, we should not fall short. Amen. You have something there yet? Yeah, I do. I, I've got several things. We can go... Where do you want to start? How far, how far are you down? You're going to go. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to go down your page. I've got some things from above. Number one, you talked about prayer. 
that's where we are now, right now. It's critical to the vision development, and what the Lord showed me as I've been praying is that because of the thing, the way things are going in our country and around the world, that people have quit praying. They've just they're just praying general prayers. The intercessors that used to be strong in intercession are not praying the way they used to, and they wonder why things aren't happening. And that's an area that we must be constantly involved in is prayer, our prayer life. Paul said, you know, it talks about in, in Jude, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. I mean, he was, he was in prison most of his um, walk as a, as a minister. And, you know, people say, well, he had time to pray or whatever. Trust me, prison is no place to be. I've gone and visited people in prison, and it's not, you know, they're regimented and things. And um, so one of the scriptures that I got was in Ephesians. And <clears throat> hang on, it's on my back page back here. Ephesians 5, if you want to turn there. We cannot, this is not the time right now when we can just kind of like snuggle down and, and take things. We're going to have to stand up and become mighty men of valor, men and women of valor and of God. But it says here in verse 16, redeeming the time. Uh, if we go up a little bit, but it's, it's, it says, wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I'm going to read that out of the um, Amplified. It says, Therefore, he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day dawn upon you, and give you light. Look carefully in how you walk. Live purposefully and worth, worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. He's saying, look carefully at how you walk. You know, everything we put our, our hand to is supposed to prosper. But if we're not looking at how we walk, we're not walking circumspectly according to the word of God. Things are, aren't going to go right. And if you have a vision and a, and a goal, God gives you a plan for that vision to walk it out. Walk it out through the word and walk it out through prayer. And be available to the spirit of God. And it goes on to say, um, Therefore, he says, awake, and then it goes, look carefully then how you walk. Live purposely and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. In verse 16, make the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Firmly grasping what his will is. 
Most people, if you ask them, what, what's God's will for your life right now, they can't tell you. If you're in prayer, and if you're in the Word, you should be able to tell me what's God's will for you today. What's God's will for you? What is what has He given you? And then the other one that I got is in um, Psalms 139. Verse 1, Pastor gave verse 8 of 138. The Lord will perfect that which concerns you, your mercy and loving kindness. O Lord, endure forever. Forsake not the works of your own hands. And it says, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and you have known me. You know, verse 2, you know my downsetting and my uprising. You understand my thoughts afar off. Verse 3, you have sifted you sift and search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue still unuttered, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. And that's powerful. God has searched us, and he knows us, and he has placed giftings and callings in us that we need to move for, forward in and go forth and become, become what he's called us to be. God has marvelous things for every person in this church, every person that go, belongs to this church, because you have, through the years, filled yourself with the word of God. Now he says, go do it. Go do it. But it takes prayer. It takes diligence. It takes time in the word of God you have to set that time you know the days are going by so fast that you have to make that time for God you know pastor and I have to literally separate ourselves and make time for God separately and together and constantly be in prayer that's our job you know if you go through and you see what a pastor's job is it is to be in the word and to pray for you be in word and prayer and, and seeking God on what we're to do. Amen? I mean, it would be wrong for me to take a, receive a paycheck if I did not do what the word of God says we're to do. Watch over the sheep, care for the sheep. So the, what, what is your vision? You need to know what your vision is and write it down so God can have something to do something with. He's already placed it in you. It's already there. Let it come out. He's given it to you. The vision he gave to you, he did not give to another person. Think of that. You are so precious in his sight. The vision that he gave to you, he did not give to another person. It's yours. It belongs to you and it comes from God. He doesn't want you to have second best or, or less. He wants you to have the very best. This church... I believe it as, as well as I know this chair will hold me up. He wants his very best for each one of you. He's already proclaimed it. He said, I'm going to send my best to you. So you're it. Go ahead, sweetie. Okay, John. Let's go to uh, the book of John, chapter 4. You're doing really good today. It's John, chapter good. 4. 
We will look at verses 23 and 24. That's John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the, tr- when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So there, that prayer is involved exalting God. Amen. Glory to God. Now, also, visionary prayer involves perseverance. Perseverance. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 18. That's Luke, chapter 18. Look at verse 1. Luke 18, 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not faint. Read the Amplified. From the Amplified. Also, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. So we need to have some perseverance in our prayer life. We're not Amen. the give up group, okay? That's that this is not the group that gives up. Okay? That's not even I can't that's not even when I pray for you, I do not see people that give up. I see people that prosper, that fulfill everything that God has given them to do on this earth supernaturally. This is a supernatural church. You remember that little uh, story or rhyme, children's uh, book, the little train that says, I think I, I think I can? That's you. I know I can. <laughs> you got to be harnessed up with the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you can. Now, you don't think, but you can. Amen. Okay, now let's turn to Psalm, since uh, that's perseverance. Luke 18. We just did that one. Okay, I'm somewhere else. Let's go to Psalm 66. Psalm 66. Prayer needs to involve verse 18, Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. From the Amplified, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Okay, so we got to be clean. Okay, First John 1, 9. Use it. That's a tool that we have. It's a valuable tool. Some people don't believe that the, you know that once you're under grace, you don't need that. This was this scripture was somebody, for somebody else. It's for all Christians. We all blow it. So take first one John nine and just clean the slate off. But mean it. Walk in that anointing. It's up to us to walk in that anointing. 
Okay. Now, repentance is, is about getting one's heart right with God, okay? So we need to get, get that. Okay. Prayer, two, or three or four, whatever it is now. Prayer <laughs> involves promises. Prayer involves promises. Find out what God says. And speak his promises to him. So if you go to Isaiah chapter 1. That's Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 18. Isaiah 1, 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. He wants us to talk about things. About his promises. Although, although this, this goes in, in one area. Though your sins be scarred, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So we, we need to have to remind God. Let us reason together. Okay, Lord, this is what your promise says. I'm following through as much as possible. If I'm in an area that I'm lacking, open my eyes up to that lack, that I might remove it, that I will receive the total blessings of this promise. Too, too many people are confessing the promises, but they're not reasoning with God. Because God says, okay, I'll give you that, but you've got to choose this direction. We have choices. And he gives us the answers in an open book test. I mean, too many, too many you know, that's bad when you flunk an open book test. <laughs> ever, anybody ever flunk an open book test? No. I hope not. So it's an open book test. He says, let us reason. Find out what, it, what, what my word says and follow through on it. Glory to God. Prayer involves petitioning or petitions. Prayer needs to express our needs before God. Matthew chapter 7. Did you do Isaiah 1? Yep. Matthew chapter 7, looking at verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Amen. There you go. Amen. Express your needs. Yeah, I want to back up. Back she up wants some. to back up someplace to In what verse point? Verse 7. I want to back verse it up. Verse 7 of what? Verse Matthew. Matthew what? Okay. Matthew, Matthew we're there. Okay. chapter 7. Um, I'd like to back up a little bit here because I found that this is something that um, people are doing nowadays and they can't figure out why things aren't happening for them. Um, you know, he talks about getting the beam out of your eye. We all know that one. 
number six, or verse six. Do not give that which is holy, the sacred thing, to the dogs, and do not throw your pearls before hogs, that they trample upon them with their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Keep on asking, and it will be given you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds, and he who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. Now, in this verse, when we go up to verse 6, it says in the King James words, Do not give that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. It's, and he goes on to say, he says, prayer and the golden rule. When I was a kid, they talked about the golden rule all the time. It says, keep on asking and keep on knocking. As you keep asking, one thing that I've learned, as I get before God and I begin to pray about something and, I, and I'm seeking his heart on it and asking him, he, began, he begins to reveal things to me and hit things at different levels at different angles so I can understand the situation wholly w-h-o-l-l-y okay that way sometimes we'll pray and we'll pray once and and we're settled but well we pray and we pray that once but we are not settled and please listen up because you're going to learn something here as you continue praying number one most of us want to jump out there and attack the situation or deal with the situ situation right then and there. But God has such wisdom that he wants to show us and guide us through every aspect of the situation and not jump out there before time. Too many people take into their hands before it's God's timing on the situation and can completely not ruin it, but push it back so far that it takes sometimes years to see the situation finished and completed. So as you pray and keep on praying, God, and keep on asking, God reveals aspects of the circumstance and the situation to you that you would have not thought of in the first place. More wisdom, more knowledge, more revelation knowledge, more word comes to you where he will open it up. First, when you start praying, he wants to make sure that he, you can be trusted. I'll be very honest with you, that you don't blab everything that you know. A lot of people go out there, I heard from God and whatever, and they might have heard a little tiny piece of it, but they haven't heard the whole thing. And there are situations and circumstances nowadays where people's lives depend on our praying. I'm going to be very honest. And so keep on praying. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on something till you see it accomplished. And even after you see it accomplished, don't quit praying. Say a person get born again. Don't quit praying for that person because you know that the enemy will come immediately to steal what God has given or what he's done. And so that's where prayer comes into effect. That's why he says keep on praying so you can receive the answers, so you can understand 
how this situation is, is operating and working because we're putting our, our goals and our visions out there. You know, I had someone call me oh, about a month ago or send me a card and, and then ask me to call them and he, he said, I have a witty invention that God has given me. I can't talk about it because it's been handed over, but God w will continue giving him more and more of this. So when you read these things on prayer, understand that the more you pray, the more you seek the face of God, the more he'll give you the answers. If we do not allow ourselves to get angry or give up too soon or quit or say it's not working, what the devil wants you to think it's not working for you, but that's a lie. If you're praying according to the word of God, it is at work. The Lord just has to move some things around. Many times there are messes that we've created and he has to move them, move them all around. And he'll tell us step by step how to operate and to get this thing changed. So I just wanted to share that in with the prayer part. Um, I think even more now than any other time in my life, God is teaching me how to, how to pray on things and how to learn to wait and what, to, what exactly to say in a circumstance, in a situation. You know, the older you get, pray to God, you become wiser, you know. But prayer involves praise and exalting the Lord. It, it, it involves perseverance, like he said. How long are you going to per persevere for someone? I've known people it's taken years and years and years when other people thought it was impossible. Is that person worth years of your time? You know, before you start praying, you need to ask yourself this question, am I willing to take and pray this thing through until the end? As long as God wants me to pray. Because I will guarantee you that things will look worse before they get better. Because that's the Lord told me years ago, keep praying because the devil's making it look worse. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't confess anything negative and keep on praying. And God's always brought it to pass. It might take years. That's okay. What else do we have? Years. You know, think of it. It will come to pass. Go ahead. Are you in visionary prayer? Visionary prayer involves perseverance. We need to demonstrate it. You, I'm going to go to Penton. We already did those. That's right. Look at all these. Penitence promises, remind God of his promises. This is where praying over and over and over again. Not in doubt. You know, we've been taught through the years that if you ask things more than once, that's in doubt. That's not what Brother Hagen taught. You're not in doubt if you continue praying for something. You know when you're in doubt. Nobody has to tell you when you're in doubt. You don't believe it's going to happen. So what do you do when you don't believe it's going to happen? You get out the word and you study the scripture on that situation until you know that you're full of the word. Go ahead, sweetie. Okay. 
Vision embraces providence. Luke chapter 10. Vision embraces providence. Power is given, or power given, is no accident. Power given is no accident. Luke chapter 10, verse, verse 19, it says, Behold, I, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. From the Amplified, verse 19, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall any way harm you. Glory to God. There is that power. So it's not given by accident. It's given to us for reason. Glory to God. Romans chapter 8. Don't forget the physical and mental strength and ability. Romans chapter 8, looking verse 37, familiar scripture. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Amen. him who loved us. Thank God. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you've got the power, you've got the power. Laverne Tripp, uh, a few years ago, sang a song, I, We've got the power. 30 years ago. 30 <laughs> years ago. In the name of Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. All things are possible. Possible. Because you've in got the, the power. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, since we're moving in that uh, direction. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Look at verse 10, Ephesians 6. Finally, the outcome here. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's not by accident. There it is. He's saying, be strong. Glory to God. And let's go to first John. Let's go back. The amplified on From the Amplified on uh, first uh, Roman. Want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. Amen. Okay, now turn with me to 1 John. Boundless might. 1 John chapter 4, looking at verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. From the Amplified, little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents and the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. Glory to God. That's some power. Chapter 5 of Ephesians, uh, uh, 1 John 5 and verse 4. For whosoever is born of God... 
overcometh the world, and this is the victory that we have, the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. From the Amplified it reads, For whosoever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. You've got it. Amen. You've been entrenched with power. All we have to do is renew our mind. Renew our mind. Okay. Vision creates fresh hope. Vision creates fresh hope. So we need to run with the vision, Habakkuk says. Habakkuk chapter 2. says, run with that vision. Tell people. Write it down. Vision helps us look beyond difficulties. Amen. The difficulties are swept aside when you have vision. Vision helps you to maintain a right attitude. Oh, glory to God. This is what's taking place. I've got the right attitude because I've got a vision. Vision allows for creative change. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. You're going to change things with your vision. Vision points in the direction of the future, not the past. Mm. Vision comes from God. Vision is foresight with insight. Nugget. With vision, there is no loss cause. you have anything at this point? Right, your father. No, but did you turn to Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3? No, I just mentioned it. When you talk about running with the vision, you keep that vision before you continually. What the Lord told me, that there are some of you sitting out there that maybe years ago had vision boards or visions and you put them away put them away you said well I'm too old now that couldn't happen who says pull it out put it in front of you if we put if if we have a vision and and you don't see it happening and then you put it away that's like saying well I gave up on it I gave up on God. Pull it out. You might look at it now and say, you know what? Did I really want that? But pull it back out. Look at it. Refresh your mind to it. Every day is a new day. He loads us down daily with benefits. Every morning... Every morning is a new morning. He's new every morning. Do you expect it? Praise the Lord. This should get you excited. Okay. Reclaim your dreaming. Mm. Reclaim and capture your ability to dream. 
in 2016, you can find fulfillment to your dreams, visions, and goals. The vision and the accomplishment of that vision comes from the heart. Your clarity to understanding it, your commitment to it, and the action you take will accomplish it. In conclusion, now dream. Catch the vision and fulfill the goal for 2016. Amen. Referring to the nugget, make no small plans, for they have no capacity to stir up your soul. So you've got to have big dreams, big visions. Amen. You want to have a prayer line? If you need prayer this morning, if there are things that you want dealt with and done away with, it says to call upon the elders of the church and they will pray the prayer of faith. And if you've committed any sin, it shall be forgiven. You know, that scripture in itself is so powerful. The promise of Let's turn to James. It's so powerful that if people would use it more, <laughs> they can, you know, just the part that, the, the part in this that impresses me, one of the most magnificent things is if you've committed sin, it will be forgiven you just by walking up and calling upon the elders of the church to pray for you. That's amazing to me. Just the promises. Um, let's see what it says. Let's turn to James for a minute. How powerful. Verse 13, is anyone among you afflicted, ill-treated, suffering evil? He should pray. Is anyone glad at heart? He should sing praise to God. Is anyone among you sick? He should call in the church elders, the spiritual guides, and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the Lord's name, and the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick, and the Lord will restore him, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Look at what's promised in this. Not when you're prayed over and anointed with oil, that prayer of faith will save you if you're sick and the Lord will restore you if there's areas that need restoration. It's powerful. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. The threefold in this is so powerful. So very powerful. So if any of you need prayer this morning, you say, well, I don't want anybody to know what's wrong with me. No, if anybody is that good at guessing what's wrong with you, more power to them, you know. We're not psychics, you know. <laughs> We're Christians. I mean, I've, I've known more people that have said, I didn't want to get up in the prayer line because I didn't want people to know there's anything wrong. That's called pride with a capital P, and we all have dealt with it in times past. So if anybody needs prayer this morning... Heather will turn on the, the music. It's pretty easy. You don't have to get people to come up here and start, get their instruments, tune them, 
the whole thing. Anybody need prayer? Good. Want to get the anointing oil? It's where we do it wrong sometimes. The anointing oil doesn't come up, and it needs to. Brian, can you be the catcher, please? Thank you much. Was improving your vision. Improving your vision if you're looking for a title. So, Father, we're, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you've given us a in, greater insight, Father God, as how to implement our vision and our dreams and our goals, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that uh, just as Habakkuk says, Father God, that once we have that vision, Father God, we'll be able to run with it, Father God. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the fulfillment, for the fulfillment, the com coming together, Father God, of our visions this year of 2016. Bless us as we go our separate ways, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen.